Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Ave Geeks podcast. I'm Sergeant Jack Anderson, and I'm here tonight with Sergeant Aidan Paul. How's it going? And Sergeant Madeline McConnell. Hello, everyone. And as always, we are going to be your hosts. So for this week's episode, we have a sort of different idea. We are going to be sort of imagining a hypothetical scenario, a hypothetical dogfight between two aircraft that are sort of legendary in the aviation community. Now, the catch is that one of them is 100 years older than the other one. So we are going to be comparing who would win in a fight between 100 Fokker DR-1 triplanes against a single Lockheed Martin F-22 Raptor. All right. So first, before we actually analyze the dogfight itself, there's one crucial aspect we need to look into. So the first aspect we have to look into is whether the battle will be taking place during the First World War or in the modern times. This is a crucial step because many of the F-22's weapons guidance systems rely on satellites, which wouldn't exist in World War I. In this scenario, the F-22 would have to use its guns only, removing one of its major advantages. So then, to keep this interesting, we'll say that this battle is taking place in modern times so that each aircraft can be used to its full potential. All right, thank you for that, Sergeant McConnell. So first, let's take a look at each aircraft itself. So here to talk about the specs of the Fokker DR-1 is Sergeant Paul. So go ahead. Thank you, Anderson. So the Fokker DR-1 had a length of 8 feet, 18 feet, 11 inches, sorry about that, an upper wingspan of 23 feet, 7 inches, a service ceiling of 20,000 feet, and used a single Uber Aerosol UR9 nine-cylinder air-cooled rotary piston engine, which was able to produce 110 horsepower, giving it a top speed of 180 kilometers per hour. For armament, it had two 7.92 millimeter Machine Gewehr 08 Spandau machine guns firing 475 rounds per minute each and having a capacity of 500 rounds of ammunition each. All right. Thank you for that, Sergeant Paul. Now, let's take a look at the F-22 Raptor. So here to talk about that is Sergeant McConnell. So go ahead whenever you're ready. So it has a length of 62 feet, one inch, a wingspan of 44 feet, six inches. The surface ceiling is 65,000 feet. The propulsion, the F-22 uses two Pratt & Whitney F-119 PW100 augmented turbofans, which when using the afterburners can produce 35,000 pounds of thrust each, giving the Raptor a top speed of Mach 2.25 or 2,778 kilometers an hour. For armament, it uses 120 millimeter M61A2 Falcon rotary cannon, firing 6,000 rounds per minute with capacity to hold 480 pounds of ammo. Additionally, the F-22 can carry eight missiles consisting of six AIM-120 AMRAMs and two AIM-9 Sidewinders. All right, thank you for that, Sergeant McConnell. So now we sort of have an idea of what each aircraft is like. Let's take a look at what this battle between these two aircraft would actually look like. So right off the bat, the F-22 has quite a few major advantages. First of all, it is a lot faster. So as we just mentioned there, 
I think doing some quick math, it is just over a thousand, sorry, not a thousand times, uh, it's just over 10 times faster than the Fokker DR1. So the Fokker DR1, as Paul said, has a top speed of 180 kilometers an hour. And as McConnell said, the F-22 has a top speed of 2,778 kilometers per hour. So if this was a race, it wouldn't really be a competition. So that means the F-22 can get out of uh, tough scenarios a lot easier. It can also climb a lot faster. And all around, I mean, it might not be as maneuverable as a slower aircraft like the Fokker DR-1, but it definitely it can definitely get around quickly. And that is really gonna be a big problem for the triplanes. Now we can also fly a lot higher. So it has a service ceiling of 65,000 feet compared to the 20,000 feet of the DR-1. Again, that's gonna be a massive problem because these F-22 Raptors, they can fly practically straight up and just stay up there. And these triplanes are gonna have no hope of ever touching them at all if they fly that high. Um, next, it has a lot more firepower. So the older World War I era aircraft really only had machine guns on them. Yes, some had rockets on them, but first of all, you didn't really see this on German aircraft too much. It was mainly on British, so these ones wouldn't have them. And secondly, even if they did, they were unguided rockets. There's no hope in hell that they would hit an F-22. Um, and that leads me right into my next point the F-22's weapons are a lot more accurate than the DR-1's. So the DR-1, it essentially just has um, a, a targeting reticle on the cockpit window. The pilot looks out and he has to try to figure out where he needs to shoot. On the F-22, it has a lot of guidance computers. They not just help with um, the missiles, but they can actually help a pilot figure out where they need to aim the gun in order to lead their target and hit their you know, make their shots hit. So with the DR-1, the older plane, the pilot would really have to be guessing where he has to shoot. The F-22, he would already know where he has to be shooting. Um, so yeah, as I said before, the DR-1's only advantage is that it can fly slower. Now, this may not sound like an advantage, but it can come in pretty handy because um, these things, if they're getting jumped on by F-22s, when they have to come down to do their attack runs, they could put their flaps out, they could just throttle all the way back, and they could just let those F-22s sail right by them. A good example of this is during World War II, when the ME-262s would have to go up against the American B-17s and the American P-51s, what the B-17s would do is they'd cut their speed all the way back, um, and then the 262s would just fly right by them and they wouldn't be able to get many good shots off. Not only that, but it put the Americans in a very good position where they were right behind the Germans and they could easily fire on them. So this might happen here or the F-22 might be able to counter that. All right, so now that we have some of the advantages out of the way, let's talk about what would actually happen in this battle. So first, the F-22 would likely fire its air-to-air -air missiles while at their maximum range. This is because they can be deployed when they're far beyond the visual line of sight from the target. Now, because there are eight missiles, this would take out eight of the triplanes right away. Now, there would be no way for these pilots to be warned of the incoming missiles. And even if there were, it's very unlikely that they would have been able to avoid them. They might've been able to pull some fancy maneuvers, but they really didn't have any countermeasures like modern fighters use today. So modern fighters have flares, they have chaff, 
but there was absolutely nothing like that at this time. In fact, I believe right, the not, first... Gonna, right, you're not going to get a bunch of World War I fighters carrying chaff around. Exactly. I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Paul, but I believe the first time they used chaff and flares was in the late 1950s and into the early 60s. So starting to get into the Vietnam War era of things. That's when they started using countermeasures on their planes. Sounds, that's about when radar-guided missiles were invented. Sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's exactly why they didn't have flares back then. They really didn't have anything to defend against. There were no radar-guided missiles. There were no heat-seeking missiles. They really had no need for them to have these missile or to have these countermeasures against these missiles. Now the thing is, though, the Raptor only carries eight missiles. So after it expended these eight missiles, it would have to use its guns on the rest of the German planes. So I don't know if I've said already, but for this scenario, we're saying that there are a hundred of these DR-1 triplanes. Now, as I stated before, the F-22 has a firing rate of 6,000 rounds per minute, but it only carries 480 rounds. And that's some so pretty easy math after just a couple seconds. For five seconds, yeah. Exactly, it can fire for about five seconds and then it's out of ammo. So it's really only going to be able to get a few short bursts off at the enemy. And they would have to be very, very accurate in order to take out enemy aircraft. Right. Otherwise, meanwhile you've, meanwhile, you've got 92 DR-1s that can fire for two minutes straight. Exactly. And th that's sort of where some of the DR-1s worst technology, or I don't want to say worst technology, but some of their more basic and rudimentary technology and their older technology really can benefit them here because they are not going to run out of ammunition anytime soon. It's gonna take them well over a minute of constant firing for their guns to run out. With the F-22, it's gonna take them maybe, if they're lucky and they're conservative with their ammo, it's gonna take them 10 to 20 seconds. But yeah, they're gonna run out of ammo almost instantly. So in this scenario, we'd have to say that the F-22 would probably have to retreat either to climb up out of their reach or would have to fly back to base. But in either event, I think it'd be fair to call that a win for the DR-1s. Now, I want to clarify, this is not at all because the DR-1s really won. It's because the F-22 just can't physically hold enough ammunition in order to fire on 100 of these guys. Because again, there are, there's 100 of them. You could put a like the oldest plane in the world, if you have 100 of them against a beautiful aircraft like this F-22, it is really not going to be a fight. They just can't carry enough ammo for it to fight effectively. But I think in a scenario where you maybe gave the F-22 unlimited ammunition or unlimited missiles, like if there are it would a way win to win in a heartbeat. Yeah, for sure. Like if we were to simulate this in a video game, like uh, if anyone here has ever played the video game War Thunder, where once your ammunition runs out, it sort of respawns in your aircraft after about a minute or two if we had a scenario like that i think the f-22 would mop the floor with these guys because they would just need to fly up higher for a few minutes while they're reloading fly back down and they could go back to their strafing runs the problem is though if we're trying to be realistic with this no the f-22 is really not going to have a chance of taking out all of these enemy aircraft and again, that's not because the F-22 is a bad aircraft. In fact, some have said it's the best fighter jet in all of history. That is just because if there are a hundred of these little guys, you are not going to be able to take them all out. So that raises a pretty interesting question. 
how many F22s would it take to completely take out those 100 DR1s? And sorry, one thing I've completely forgot to mention in here is uh, another big advantage that the F-22 has. They have very advanced radar systems on board that aircraft. So even if they were flying up high above the clouds and they couldn't visually see their enemy, they'd be able just to look down at the screen, they'd be able to see them on radar and they'd probably be able to get their missiles on target. Whereas with these older DR-1s, pilots would have to rely simply on looking around and trying to find where that enemy is. So if they're trying to fly up high at the top of their ceiling at around 20,000 feet, if they're trying to fly up that high, there's going to be a lot of cloud cover. There's, there's going to be a lot of obstructions in the way. They're really going to be screwed in that scenario. They, they would have no way of finding that enemy F-22. Um, now, one sort of funny thing here is that the F-22 is designed for stealth, but in this scenario, it really isn't going to be an advantage because those enemy aircraft are so old that they don't even have a radar to begin with. So that's one of the main selling points of the F-22, that it is a stealth fighter, but that really isn't gonna help it here because like, they're so old that they didn't even have radars, those DR-1s. Plus, plus the fact that it won't be able to hide from you normally since it's a jet, since you know F-22 is a jet and these DR-1 pilots are gonna have ears, so they're gonna hear it from a mile away. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is, though, if it's um, if it's like flying really close to them, if it flies far away, they might lose track of it. They might not be able to hear it. But now it seems like another great time to bring something up. These were open cockpit aircraft, these DR-1s. So the pilots were a lot more exposed. They were, they were much more susceptible to enemy fire. So I think if the F-22 pilot, he really wouldn't need to be too accurate with his shots. He hits anywhere on that aircraft. You have to remember these things were made out of canvas wood and they had a completely exposed cockpit. So if they were to fire and it was the slightest bit accurate, it'd probably tear that plane apart. Whereas the DR1s, they if they shot at the F-22, it might not be powerful enough to go all the way through. It probably would damage it, but there's a very low chance it would actually hit anything vital because a lot of those things are fairly armored on these newer aircraft. Right, so now let's move on to the question, how many Fokker DR1s could an F-22 realistically take on and still win? So I think I would say about 10 or 11, because yes, it could take out eight to start with, with their missiles. And then I think two or three is a very, that's a very conservative estimate. I think that's a fairly safe estimate for how many they could take out with their guns alone. So, Paul or McCall, do you guys want to jump in here? Do you want to, like, do you have any ideas for how many you think they could take on? Uh, personally, my guess would be anywhere between ten and fifteen. Since, since if you're if you've got pretty good accuracy, get in half second bursts, and they hit, you should be fine. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that's a very good point too, because uh, yeah, if you hit anywhere on this aircraft, it doesn't even have to be somewhere too vital but it's probably going to rip it apart just because it's made out of wood and canvas. It's really not going to be a match for these massive 20 millimeter cannons using this modern ammunition. So Sergeant McConnell, do you want to weigh in here a little bit with uh, your two cents on what you think might happen in this scenario? Yeah, I agree with um, Paul and you, like anywhere between 10 and 15, because it depends on how accurate they are 
but they, like you said, they could definitely take on eight because they have eight missiles. But yeah, anywhere between 10 and 15. All right. Yeah, for sure. And I also want to bring up another question. How likely do you guys think it is that in a continuous battle, the DR1s would actually be able to take down an F-22? Like if it didn't fly away after it was uh, out of ammunition, what do you think the chances are that it could be taken down by an old World War One era aircraft? Honestly, they're pro it's probably a little low, honestly. Like if the F-22 just retreats above the our dear ones combat ceiling they're eventually going to run out of fuel yeah i think that's a good point and then the f-22 even if it doesn't like even if it runs out of fuel it could still glide from that much higher altitude that it could fly right. at but yeah it has a lot longer um uh, uh sort of flying time it can hold a lot more fuel so they just pretty much need to fly up high and outlast the dr1s but I think, I think if when the F-22 was coming down for an attack run, if it slowed down to make that run or to get its shots off effectively, I think if one pilot in those DR-1s was very lucky or very skilled, they might be able to come up behind it and they could get a lucky shot. I think it's unlikely, like maybe uh, one in a hundred chance, give or take. But then again, you have to remember, we're starting off with 100 DR-1s. So if you get a few of them, if they were able to coordinate, which again, would have been a, a really big uh, problem for them because they didn't really have radios back then. They had used hand signals, they had used flags, stuff like that. But if those DR1s were able to coordinate well enough that they could use someone as bait and the rest could come up behind the F-22, they might have a shot at taking it out. But I think other than that, no, the F-22 would walk all over these guys. And I think realistically to fight off uh, a horde of 100 of them, you'd probably really only need 10 F-22s at most, maybe maybe 12, but I think that's really straining to when you get inaccurate shots. But yeah, I think 10 or 12 would be a fairly safe number to take on 100 DR-1s. Yeah, definitely. All right. So with all that said, we are just about out of time for this week. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed our sort of different idea. Um, this is really the first time we've compared two aircraft together, much less uh, two aircraft from completely different time periods. But we had a lot of fun making this episode. We hope you had a lot of fun listening to it. So thank you, and we'll see you next time.